0: Hello, comfortably troubled. How the hell are ya? I'm Hannah and I'm here with my guy Frank, aka Frankfurter, I was imp- <laughs> one of the names that
1: <laughs> I was going to try you, to I didn't did think you, of a cheeky I didn't think of a cheeky nickname since our last episode. Not yet. <clears throat> no, I guess that was my homework that I just I really dropped the ball on it, so.
0: That that's okay. It's got to come to you organically.
1: Although now you got me thinking, what are their names? Is there a name for the for fans of the show?
0: Um, that's a like, good question.
1: Like uh, Trouble, troublemakers, Troubly, Troubles, Troublemakers. That's
0: I like actually, Troublemakers. I think, I think,
1: <laughs> I think, uh, I think we're gonna rubber stamp that. I think it's a done deal. It's the new deal. I don't know. It, that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. It's all you troublemakers out there. We
1: solve that. This is how quickly we get things done at the show. It's just like, what's the topic? What's the problem? Solution? Boom. Done. Move on.
0: (laughs) We're decision makers. We're movers and shakers.
1: Exactly. Well, let's Who am I,
0: Dr. Seuss? Why am I rhyming?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Wow. If anyone has any issues they need solved quickly... Call in to our... Can people call into the show?
0: Um, They something can write now. in. They can write in. They yeah. can write in to the... Uh, so it's comfy, C-O-M-F-Y dot trouble, T-R-O-U-B-L-E, in case you didn't know how to spell that, yep. at gmail.com. You can write in if you want to and tell us, tell us if there's something that you are troubled about all you troublemakers out there or they and could w- give
1: it if, if they have questions too we can answer yeah qu- we'll, we'll answer any question
0: within any reason, question right? yes. within yes. reason
1: <laughs> so i just threw that disclaimer in there awkwardly at the end but
0: yeah hmm. so today is mother's day it is may 9th Mm. And we are clear for takeoff, but Frank, are we clear for a landing, unlike the Chinese rocket?
1: (laughs) Well, let me, okay, let me just break that down a little. The Chinese rocket, I have a couple of opinions on. Uh, Before we were recording, I wasn't sure if I was cleared for a landing, although I will tell you this quick story. I took my sweatshirt off before I sat down to do this. I don't know why, but it just seemed like it was some sort of Rocky movie, you know, when he's like at the end and he's like, he's, he's about to fight and he takes the robe off. That's kind of how I felt taking, it was very symbolic. I guess you had to be there. Wow. And nobody was. That, it was, it was sounds, just me.
0: That sounds like it was the best uh, de-robing of your life.
1: Yep. Yeah. If I had to describe it. In those terms,
0: yeah. Did you put your hands Uh, up afterward, too, before you sat down at the computer?
1: I did. I ran up a long flight of steps in Philadelphia. I was in Philadelphia Wow. prior to this show. Now I'm back and I'm excited.
0: Did you take a rocket from Philadelphia to Maine?
1: So this rocket. So I'm no scientist, so... Everything I'm gonna say right now, I don't know what I'm talking about. I sound like Joe Rogan now. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm a dumb monkey. But every the whole world was in fear of this rocket like falling down on I don't know on their house or on their kids or something. So, um, and then the scientists were saying that it, there's a seventy percent chance it'll just hit the ocean, which is interesting because the Earth is. Um, covered by seventy percent water, so the top scientists had ascertained that there was a seventy percent chance it would hit water.
0: Yeah, people were really freaking out, and I was not worried at all.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> oh, good. So you no. weren't like you weren't like uh, boarding up windows or.
0: I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna die this weekend, it'd be kind of sweet to to be like, she she died because she got hit by a rocket. Like that'd be, I'd be okay with that ending. I'm okay mm. with that.
1: And I think of the funeral, playing Rocket Man would by Elton John. Oh my god! So yes, Sir Elton John would be uh, apropos. Uh,
0: um, we'll, we'll my- get that.
1: Uh, I told
0: my closest, uh, a few of my closest friends that at my funeral, um, there's a playlist that I want them to play. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) I have a friend who also did his playlist for his funeral. But anyway, continue.
0: And uh, some of them think it's like, they're like, I'm not going to your funeral. Like (laughs) They're like because of I, well,
1: the because of the song
0: <laughs> choices I mean some of them I did cuz I think they're funny and then other yeah. ones like are going to be like wicked bad tear jerkers but oh, yeah. I like I feel like you know it's my funeral I get to decide whether people laugh or cry <laughs> you
1: know? I think I think that makes right? sense Yeah <laughs> and actually speaking of Now I'm thinking about my funeral. I would like to be buried in my sweatshirt because as I, as I've mentioned, when I take it off before the show, it's very symbolic. I'm ready to go. But if I'm in the coffin, I'm not ready to go. I mean, I am, I'm gone, I guess. So just leave the sweatshirt on, I guess.
0: I was going to say, where are you going? You know, know. (laughs) that's, do you want to be buried or do you want to be cremated or do you Mm -hmm. want something else?
1: I think maybe buried because I could always be exhumed for some reason, either to solve a murder case or. Um,
0: do you do you think that you're going to die wait under mysterious <laughs> circumstances?
1: No, I was thinking if I was if if foul foul play was involved, um, I would. You know what? I I would want to be buried uh, traditionally. Because then an exhuming, if that's a word, could prove my innocence, perhaps, and, and, and a guilty party could go to the, the clink or the, what do you call it now? <laughs> the lockdown. I don't know. what Jail. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about it until just now, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm unnerved, actually.
0: Speaking of the clink, uh, to those of you who listened to our first episode... You may have noticed that it sounded like Frank was calling from prison. Um, but we're happy to say that Frank was not calling from prison. And <laughs> he sounds I was not much a better now.
1: Right. At, at that point, I had not entered prison yet. But <clears throat> I am now. And I'm, I'm doing this show. And they have a much better system in prison with the audio set up and everything. So,
0: So what you're saying is... If we really want this thing to take off, I should probably commit a crime and go to prison too.
1: Well, perhaps. No, I'm I'm not really in prison. But
0: I am thinking <laughs> Oh, you're not? No. No. no.
1: I know I, I had everyone going there for a second. <laughs> but only um, for a second.
0: Do you think you'd be able to survive prison?
1: Well, uh, you know, when I was young, when I was like a teenager and in my twenties, I, I felt like that was the the most fearful thing that I would be going to prison. Not that I was doing anything, you know, <laughs> illegal, but I just thought, oh my god, just to have your freedom taken away and to go there for many years or a decade—I don't know.
0: Um, would you or would you not do or have you done like a twenty-three in me?
1: I have not. Is that where you spin into a tube and you find uh, out who your relatives are?
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you have heard about this, but there was um, some like string of serial killers' murders in California that were never solved. I can't remember who, oh my. which one of the serial killers that hasn't been caught that it was. There's
1: been so many. But, yeah, we, don't, we
0: don't know. <laughs> but um, this guy's granddaughter did. Like a twenty three and me type of type of thing, and your DNA. Oh. When you do those, your DNA goes to, into a government database. So <laughs> she does it, and then like next thing you know, like her grandfather's some serial killer <laughs> that they never caught back in like the seventies or eighties. And oh I, uh, I asked my dad, I was like, Do you think that you'll ever? Do those? And he was like, I don't know about that. I was like, Yeah, like, you know, your DNA goes to the government. And he was, I was like, You have any outlying crimes that you're worried about? And then he just looked at me and he was like, Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that.
1: <laughs> Did he have a twitch in his eye or something? Was he do you do you think he's been uh well let me I don't want get, to get too personal on the show, but I mean, he how did live in you,
0: California in how the many 70s. Times,
1: how many times do <laughs> you think he's been incarcerated? Just ballpark, <laughs> if I at know all.
0: Of, I know of only one time that he was thrown in the drunk tank, and it was a pretty epic story.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Is this, uh, can it be revealed what the story, or it's in his yeah, autobiography I probably. Will,
0: I will edit some parts of it out. But all I want to say is, so what happened was uh, he was playing in, I think it was a lacrosse tournament or something. I don't know how happy he's going to be about me sharing this story, but that's okay. Um,
1: Did he sign a disclaimer before? Once you started the show, because, I mean, really, nothing's off limits now.
0: I mean, it's not Father's Day. And no. his disclaimer was signing my birth certificate. So. Okay,
1: yeah, that's it's always a good thing.
0: <laughs> so, um, he he was in, I think I want to say Kentucky, um, and he, he's probably going to tell me that I like totally butchered this story. But this is what <laughs> I no, gonna- it
1: actually sounds very believable. Playing lacrosse <laughs> in Kentucky, I'm, I'm and in. It
0: was a it was a, a tournament. And they just, like, wiped the floor. Um, oh, my. This might be the only part of the story that's accurate. They destroyed all these southern teams. And they were drinking at a bar. And then they, like, uh, his team was going to go back to a hotel. So hmm. um, they were like, do you know where we can, like, pick up some beer before we head back to a hotel? And the one of the bartenders was like, oh, you can just buy it from us. Like, you can just take it. And it was a setup. And as soon oh, as they oh, got boy. outside of the bar, the cops were waiting. Mm. So um, everybody, like, scattered. And my dad, like, took the took the heat for it all and ended oh, wow. up. And it was like, you know, He took
1: the heat. Before he went into the, the pokey, he, yeah. he took the heat for everyone <laughs> yeah. else. Nice.
0: And uh, he. Um, he said that it was like a really full drunk tank, and uh he's sitting <laughs> so next does to this it, guy.
1: Does everyone say? Uh, does everyone is everyone drunk when they're in there talking? Is that why they call it a drunk tank?
0: I think it's just like alcohol related.
1: Uh, oh, the no. misdemeanors or the or the yeah. charges or whatever are alcohol. Oh, good, interesting. Yeah,
0: it could be like public intoxication or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so And there. <laughs> So, this guy that he's sitting next to, like, pulls out a joint and starts smoking it and offers it to my dad. And my dad's like, can you do that? And then the guy looks at him and goes, what are they going to do, throw us in jail? (laughs) And that's one of the better drunk tank stories I've ever heard.
1: So, just to back up a little bit. When the joint came out, your father was not horrified and saying, oh, my God, no, thank you. He said, is this legal? Can we do this?
0: He was like, can you do that in here? <laughs> I mean, it was the wow. 70s, right?
1: No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Free love, all that stuff. Everyone was just having, it seems like a fun times,
0: but. well Yeah. Sorry, I had to take a sip of um, my chalice. I have a chalice uh, of wine. Uh, next oh to wow! Me. Yeah, I have That's a nifty.
1: I have a turvis. You know what that is?
0: What's a turvis?
1: It's a, <laughs> it's a brand of plastic um, insulated cups.
0: Oh, and I'm, and
1: I'm it's I'm having a and diet.
0: Are they it's, it's made not fancy alcohol?
1: No. They're you buy you get them at Bed Bath and Beyond.
0: Oh, so it is fancy. It's fancy plastic.
1: We well, sorry, we have one that has uh frozen on it, Elsa and Anna. So it's it's more <laughs> like a I would one might call it a tumbler. I'm trying to make the sound okay. cool, but turvis, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. But they they sell the lids and they sell the cups and you can interchangeably you know, swap the colors and the straws. It's kind of fun. Just to make
0: they me. don't. Uh, so it, it's not like a. Oh, um, uh, what do you call them? Those like really fancy ones. Um, um probably oh not. My gosh. whatever, I'm, whatever you're I'm trying to think of, it's
1: it. probably not as fancy. Although I very, can't
0: believe I can't think of the name right now.
1: Is it a brand it's, of? Uh,
0: it's like really fancy or a cooler i can like Mm. see them i can picture them oh boy they have they're like really good with insulation they can keep a beer Mm. cold for like hours (laughs)
1: uh yeah maybe
0: even days yes
1: yes okay (laughs) we have a winner yes i'm taking my sweatshirt off once more (laughs) i put it back on it's coming back off Wow.
0: Go Frank. You did it. You cracked the code.
1: That is amazing. Anyway, the rocket. So, people are upset about this. And <laughs> I but it, this happens quite often where rockets for whatever reason do re-entry but then they're burned, you know, they're not they're they're just kind of falling. They're not like, you know, whatever what, whatever you call when a rocket is in full, you know, with the rocket jet fuels and stuff going. I don't know why I'm trying to think of what you call it, but anyway, so if it's falling, it usually can burn up in the atmosphere. Again, I'm not a scientist at all, not officially, but it usually burns up. And then it's more smaller particles and, but people are really upset. But if you look at the logistics, I think the scientists had said it was, the chances of like it landing in your front lawn would be one in at least a billion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a silly thing to be nervous about, right? I guess, so. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. That's like yeah. worrying that a, uh, you know, there's a theory out there that the reason the dinosaurs are extinct is because an asteroid hit the Earth. It's like mm. being nervous that that's going to happen. You know what I mean? That's true. You, what do you? And the people who are like, I'm not leaving my house. And it's like, okay, well, if it does come your house, towards Earth. Your house your will head. protect you your house isn't gonna do shit I've <laughs> unless wondered, you're in like a bunker
1: <laughs> i've always wondered about air airplanes when the can, is this can we talk about explicit things on the show do we have the explicit tag that like when you submit yeah
0: i mean we've sworn in the past couple of episodes so i've okay. put the uh the explicit label on
1: oh good just to just as a pre-warning. Anyway, I was thinking of poop when you when you are in an airplane and you flush the toilet and whatever hap you know, where, where does that go? Because it leaves the airplane.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: I think it does. What? Yes.
0: That's that is not okay. I thought it looked I w- like an RV. I
1: I don't think so. I will talk to our research team. I will take Can you guys? Can you guys check? Okay. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna use um, google, google dot, google.com? yeah google.com and see <laughs> the but Google-izer? I think it's just I think think they're gonna Googleize it. I think it just disperses maybe there's some sort of maybe they push it out fast and the air pressure just disintegrates it or something I don't know
0: That is not not okay I'm not I okay would, with that
1: I would say if somebody listening they need to use that email, and email us. Tell us what you know
0: up. about pooping on an airplane.
1: Yeah. If you have scientific data to back this up, again, I'm not a scientist. I, I don't know, but. Or
0: a pilot. That's, <laughs> what,
1: that's what I've heard. Um, or an aircraft yeah, so, engineer. So the you heard the rocket did touch, it did break apart somewhere in. Oh,
0: no, yeah. It landed in the ocean like all the yes. scientists said it would.
1: Yes. <laughs> Everyone can sleep easy tonight.
0: What more do scientists have to tell us for us to be like, yeah, like we believe scientists?
1: <laughs> I don't know. They keep trying to tell us stuff and sometimes we listen.
0: Maybe the um the rocket's going to be what sends everybody over the edge. They're going to be like, well, they predicted that was going to land in the ocean. So I kind
1: of feel like <laughs> people are over right the edge. Maybe they
0: are worried about the other stuff.
1: Aren't people over the edge already? How can we push them even more over the <laughs> edge?
0: I don't think that the general public could be even like any more so over the edge than they are right now. Yes. People have – I do have a theory though about like once things open back up – you know how, um, so I have two, like, pieces of evidence. So, you know how, like...
1: Uh, th- is this forensic evidence?
0: <laughs> this is just, like, me oh, making okay. uh, an educated guess based off of sociological evidence. Not oh, I wouldn't okay. call it, I call it pseudoscientific. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. So, you know how, like, when everybody came back from World War II and then they were like all having babies. They those were the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And then there was sort of this like other smaller wave that happened um during the 60s cuz of like free love and all that stuff. And then in 1969 there was the summer of love. LOL at 69. And
1: <laughs> Did you I, say LOL I, or LOVE?
0: <laughs> I the I summer guess, of LOL, I think. I was... said the summer of love, and then I said LOL at 69.
1: Oh, got it. Okay.
0: But um, my theory is that, like, my, my generation, like, people who are around my age are also going to have this, like, wave because uh, first you have, like, the quarantine babies that happened. And now everybody's being let out of quarantine. People are getting vaccinated. people are gonna be mingling more. I think we're about to see like a second baby boom in this century
1: hmm would you would you say that they were they could be called the, we we should come up with a name clearly like covid boomers or
0: maybe something like,
1: something boomer
0: maybe uh What's it like? Syn- what's a synonym for boom?
1: Um,
0: <laughs> All I can think of expl- is bang. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: hmm. For boom, uh, I feel
0: like they they're gonna be Generation Q <laughs> for yeah, quarantine. A, that
1: actually, that's not bad. that's so weird i was on literally on wikipedia earlier today this is i'm not making this up trying to figure out i was looking at what the different years were and what the different generation they're called micro generations which i didn't know Mm. and i was i knew baby boomers and gen x and everything but i never knew exactly exactly what year was which but uh you know what on the internet they have uh they have all the answers apparently
0: Yeah, I'm on, like, the end of uh, the millennial spectrum. Is it a spectrum? (laughs) I I think it's a spectrum because I think you've got, like, people who are, like, uh, I want to say about 10 years older than me. But I Mm. think, like, people my age and older, because I think the cutoff for millennials is, like, one or two years after me is like we grew up in this time period where we um were growing up with all these different um what do you call them like technological changes right so rapidly throughout mm. like our youth uh and so did people who were like 10 years older than me also so i think that's like the i think that's the biggest trademark for millennials is that like you've just experienced so much technological change and i gotta tell you frank i i know that every generation says that about the generation after them but i really hate the generation after mine where did they get off getting so much confidence it really fits. how
1: dare they how dare they I you know I I think kids used to be back in the day if you said to them hey you could could you do your own TV show the kids would be like no way I wouldn't know where to begin but if you ask someone more recently they'd be like yeah I could do it when do I yeah. start I'm in
0: Yeah and it's like like but oh god I don't know I just think that like Um, I I think parts of the way that they operate are great. I think, like, their open-mindedness is really cool. But I really hate, like, how it just, to me, feels like they think life is so easy. And I just want to be like, oh, honey, you have no idea what's coming.
1: (laughs) Which I think is the title of your autobiography.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. I gotta oh honey, You're you right. have
1: no idea what's coming. Um, <laughs> now, are they listening to the show? Because I, you know, we 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 want to keep the widest demographic. Obviously, we want to go. You know.
0: So um, I was actually looking at uh, the demographic the other day. Oh, you have some
1: s- some analytics to to share.
0: I do. Oh, uh, you can tell as... what
1: the age range and stuff is.
0: Yeah, this tells me everything, and it says that our largest demographic um, age-wise is from 23 to 27, Mm -hmm. and our second largest demographic is from 35 to 44.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think we're covering a pretty, already, a few shows in, we're covering a pretty wide is that a wide demographic? I guess it is.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We even have like we have a significant um amount of people in the 60 and over category too. Oh wow. I would say like our largest demographic is between 23 and 44, but like hmm. there's there's a good like this graph that I'm looking at is pretty hmm. pretty would decent you, portion. Would,
1: would you say say this show is Fun for any age.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I would say anyone with like uh um okay, so this is actually something that one of my friends who listened to our first episode, like called me. Shout out to Bronwyn. I love you, Bronwyn. <laughs> uh she me said too. that <laughs> she said that her definition of comfortably troubled, which I think this is a really awesome way of looking at it. And I would not have been able to put this into the words that she did, but she said something along the lines of, um, it means like being comfortable with the bullshit that comes along with being a human being. It's so like you're comfortable with the troubling situations as human beings that we constantly have to deal with and like the awkwardness that we constantly have to deal with throughout our lives and just like having an open mind to talk about it and disagree and maybe dive a little bit deeper into it and joke about it um, and I thought that was a really nice way of looking at it and I would say we do cover a wide demographic of, you know, anybody who's willing to, to think about those things and, and talk about those things, you know? Yeah.
1: And I think, well, studies have shown, I mean, I don't have the studies in (laughs) front of, I don't really have studies in front of me, but, um, that, that, uh, balance of, you know, pleasure and tension, like having fun in life, but also having to deal with things or getting annoyed by things. That back and forth in general causes people to be happier across the board as opposed to perhaps being happy all the time or being sad all the time. But it
0: Yeah. I'm messing up
1: this I'm messing up this study, but it was very interesting when I read it. It's basically you need that yin and yang and that tension and dealing with stuff along with the good stuff to have a balanced life, I think.
0: Absolutely, I think that is such an interesting thing to um, to look at because I think there's like a lot of dumb shit out there that's like the keto life is happiness or whatever, and it's like shut up, like <laughs> can you just can you just shut up because to me the keto life is like being able to adapt to any situation, right? Exactly. Like. You cannot, you cannot enjoy the good parts of your life without having suffered. If you aren't suffering, you aren't living. If you're only experiencing the good things, then you're experiencing a state of almost like uh, pointless uh, euphoria right like there there's no point to it it's empty because it doesn't feel like you've earned it you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. what your brain's going to tell you your brain's going to feel empty because they're going to be like we don't really like why are we happy right now or are we happy it's going to start questioning the things that are going on you know what i mean
1: i got it interesting yeah cuz you need that i think you you can't i mean if you've never been i mean a, a, a prime reason of people who are unhappy or a, a, a way that people can be unhappy is if they don't have to work or, you know if they're born to a rich family you know and they, mm. they don't really they don't have challenges they have to worry about the real world they you know they don't have to worry about making a living because they always have someone who can write a check for them. they you know a lot of those people are just very unhappy. And I know a yeah. lot of people who have money make a point of not giving their kids all their money because they need to earn it. And, and once you start earning that and earning life points, you you see the value in it. before that, there's no value in it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And like I, um, I remember growing up and, uh, oh God, I hated. I hated um, like after Christmas and going back to school because I people would be like, oh, what did you get? And be some like crazy piece of technology. And I just never got stuff like that like mm. i would be pumped to get like a new pack of underwear in my stocking you know what i mean like which is important never... <laughs> i mean
1: it's always good to have you know clean pair on the on the ready so
0: <laughs> yeah exactly like i would be legitimately pumped to get that in my stocking and they'd be like i got an iphone 27 <laughs> in my <laughs> stocking and i'm like sitting over here like that wasn't even your main gift like what you- what did you give her your gift, a house? Like, what did she give you? If
1: if that was the stocking stuffer, I mean, yeah. geez louise, what, I'm a, what is the big one?
0: Exactly. So, like, uh, I just, I I completely agree. I think that, um, I like what you said about yin and yang. I think that that's really important to, because mm. I think that sometimes people get in a, I don't want to say a pit, but like, cause you know, depression is real. Depression is something that people deal with and it's really tough to get out of. But I also Mm -hmm. think that there's this other group of people who like being almost like a martyr or, um, they're like addicted to their suffering. Like the opposite of being like, you should just be happy all the time. is like, pessimists like genuine pessimists and i've been accused of being a pessimist many times i like to think of myself as more of like a realist like i wrote about this in one of my blogs actually like the glass the glass isn't half full or half empty i need to know the original state of the glass like how did it get like this was it full and then you poured some out was it empty and you filled it up because that's going to tell me how i'm looking at the glass And I Mm. think that there's like people out there that are just like addicted to their sadness and they're looking for reasons to stay in their sadness because it gives them, uh, I don't want to say like excuses to act certain ways, but it definitely um, uh, perpetuates a certain way of thinking and acting, you know? Well,
1: I mean, a lot of people at at that point lose their identity. They don't know who they are. So... When there's this overpowering something happening to them or occurring, they can, they can adopt that as their identity. And that's why there's, they're so intertwined with it sometimes for, for people that they get obsessed with it. And that's, that's who they are. And it's, it's hard to break free from that. And it's kind of a slippery slope getting into it, but that could be one of the reasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Def- for sure. Um, so this. Hon- this like kind of sort of relates but not really but i don't know why this just popped into my head but so my my parents my dad specifically is the king of making friends with random strangers so mm-hmm. he's like an excellent judge of character i like to consider myself a pretty good judge but i would i would I think that he is um, one of the best in those areas. He's made his living as a salesman. He started his own business. He's just very good at reading people and connecting with them. Mm -hmm. And um, he would do it so much. Like We would be out as a family, and he would do it so much that my mom coined a term for it. She would be like, oh, there he is, making Quick Buddies. So now,
1: <laughs> Quick that buddies. is like,
0: yeah, like <laughs> you can use it. Get it I, out there. Spread I, the I, word.
1: It, it just started. It just went viral. <laughs> this I, I've already done the hashtag.
0: <laughs> but he, uh, and it makes me. It makes me wonder. Just like the whole like, you know, some people are addicted to this. Some people are addicted to that. Do you think that some things are in? inherited like that like do you do you think they maybe not even inherited just like do you think there are certain skills that people are just born with or do you think that people just learn these skills through their lifetime and then just end up developing these skills and that's where that saying you know be careful what you're good at comes from
1: that's a good question. I think that I think some people are maybe born with certain genes that give them a more outgoing persona. Um, I think in general, most normal people will can can be outgoing in a safe environment where they feel like people aren't gonna like think they're crazy or laugh at them or whatever like, You know, if you're giving a speech in front of a hundred strangers, that's going to be a little awkward. But if it's a hundred of your friends, you'll be like, oh, this is fine. This is going to be kind of fun. So if people have an environment where they feel it's safe and some people feel the whole world is like that, it's just a safe, fun environment. They go talking and shaking hands and kissing babies. And, you know, they, they really enjoy. And a lot of those people are interested in people in general. They like listening to stories. They, cause when those, you know, What buddies are they? What was the what was the term again?
0: (laughs) Quick buddies.
1: Quick buddies. I keep thinking of something else, but so they, if they want to do that and they and they they feel safe doing it, then they can really just go forever. And and a lot of them, like I said, they they are interested in hearing about people's stories. That a lot of the politicians who have made it, who are very famous, you know, and who are good, are they really listen to to people and they listen to their troubles and their fears and what they're interested in, and I think that's a lot of these social butterflies is that, you know, they just, they're really actually quite interested in other people and hearing their stories, so I think that drives a lot of the conversation with uh, being social.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Um, I've never thought of my dad as a politician. (laughs) but I guess like he's trying to get people's vote for his business. Like he's trying to get people to like have the, when he talks to them, because it is honestly, it's one of the more impressive skills that I've like ever seen in someone, just like his ability. Mm -hmm. He'll, we'll be at a, a bar and he'll just end up like talking to this person and turn around and be like, this guy knows Jerry from Waterloo. Like Right. I'm like, and then I'm like, how did the conversation even end up there? You know what I mean? Right. So he, and also like, he's gotten more business that way than anybody. Like, I think you're right. I think he just genuinely is interested in listening to people and knowing what they're all about. And, um, and, here's another question. So what well,
1: I, one, one quick comment is if you, if you're interested in people, like if you ask someone, how was your day? They'll love you. You know, if you, if you say, what are you thinking about today or what are you, what are you going to be doing? People will be like, Oh my God, that <clears throat> that person is really interested in me. That's, that's a good way to make friends. And um, also Ben, I think Benjamin Franklin said, if you want to make a friend, ask someone to do a favor, but that's a whole other discussion. But, Anyway, I think that's what it is. I think you you can't just be social and walking around talking about yourself because people will just be like, "Who is this guy?" You have to be interested <laughs> in another people you have to be interested in other people and and really hear their stories and and those people will feel heard and loved and will like the person and eventually go to their business so anyway, continue. I just wanted to throw that in
0: yeah um we should do an episode on uh, historical figures that we really like because oh, uh. Benjamin Franklin is like a super cool guy. With like, uh-huh. he's more than just a guy who like bottled up a lightning bolt. <laughs> Not to oversimplify it, but
1: <laughs> no, he wasn't just flying kites with keys on the end of it, <laughs> or he, there right was much
0: Declaration of Independence.
1: Yeah, uh, there was much more to him. Um, Yes, that would be um that'd be great. Although I hope we don't get too detailed into you know the biographies because I No, those, no, no. That's Let- that might be too too deep. <laughs> but let's we just
0: talk about like the interesting stuff that they did, like stuff that people wouldn't normally know about these right. historical figures. Yeah. You know?
1: So it'll be mostly factual, but we might fill in some details because we we don't remember. Exactly.
0: We also might make up facts about these people, and we're just gonna let you guys be the judge, um, and see if you can spot our lies. (laughs) Yes,
1: I think people are. I think people listening right now are trying to spot our lies already. Just from the first, I hope that they are. Yeah, and they will tell. What's that email again? If people spots, if people spot a lie, what's the email to?
0: It's comfy.trouble at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-F-Y dot trouble at gmail.com. And, uh, okay, so here's my next question. There's, like, this idea that you either are an introvert or an extrovert. Do you think that you have to identify as one or the other? Or do you think that like you can be a percentage of this and a percentage of that?
1: Hmm. I think you, I think again, it's, it's the, if you can enter a safe environment, like a lot of performers, um, are, can be very shy. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking of Prince and Michael Jackson and, People like that. Like if you see them off the stage, they're very introverted. They're very shy. They're very soft-spoken. But on stage, they're like this powerhouse. I think that's because they're going in front of a lot of people who are real fans, love them, are here for the music. They identify with what they're there for, which is to enjoy some songs. So I think if you, if you go into that environment, you can be much more, um, I don't know, looser than if you were in, in an environment that's real life because real life is is always awkward and weird and you're trying to read people and you're trying to navigate through your day and it's not always the best conducive way or scenario to you know be free form and fun
0: uh, what do you think you are like if you had to per- put a percentage to your introvertness versus your extrovertness
1: I would say uh, you know same situation I think I'm pretty I used to be much more of an extrovert I'm more introverted now but in the scenario of a, a sh- doing a show like I did a I used to work in cable TV and broadcast TV and I did this talk show we did like over a hundred episodes and this was years ago and I was I was pretty low key in my normal life. But once I got on the show, I was totally fine. And that's because the way we produced it, I was just comfortable with the way it was being shot and the guests were fun and I had a sidekick and all that stuff. So that environment made me really be able to be project and, and, you know, be the host of something. So for me, I think I'm introverted, but if I'm in a scenario where, you know, I'm comfortable, then I can kick up my heels and And have some fun. Not unlike this show right here.
0: (laughs) So you think being an introvert has to be with like a level of discomfort?
1: I think, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I mean, if people are like shy, they're afraid to express themselves in scenarios. So they're not comfortable perhaps with showing their true self we all wear masks we all metaphorically we all we all have this persona we show to the general public could
0: you say they're comfortably troubled <laughs>
1: dot, dot com <laughs> comfortably-troubled dot com <clears throat> they could be and again i think it's th- the common theme it's like it's that friction between being everything's being fine and everything is a little troublesome you know i think you need that but i to answer your question i think people who are shy are uh, some people are not comfortable with themselves yet and some people aren't comfortable with the general public yet and that prevents them from being their true self because i think most people in general are very social and fun and can roll with conversations but some people might be holding back.
0: So I, uh, always looked at it as not necessarily like a level of comfort and dif- discomfort. It's really interesting, um, for you to put it that way. Uh, cause it does make a lot of sense. What I looked at it as, um, like you just don't <laughs> feel the need To be more of an open book. You know what I mean? Like, there's people who are like, you know, these people don't need to know about my life. Like, I'm introverted. I keep everything in the vault. I don't need to share with these people. And then there are people, you know, that are extroverted who don't care what you know about them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I... I like to say that I am a workplace introvert and a social extrovert. I, you know, with the exception of um, people that I become close with at work who get to see me in more of like a social atmosphere, uh, <laughs> I am not very, I mean, I guess now that I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about what you said, I do participate and I do talk, but I'm not necessarily being my full self. So I look at that as being introverted. Like I'm comfortable talking, but I'm not being my complete self. You know what I mean?
1: Well, you can't, I don't know, it's hard for anyone to be their complete self at a workplace because you you have to fit into the company.
0: Because the man's pr- trying to keep you down. I'm the just man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you have to navigate all kinds of different personalities and egos. Because unlike your family or friends, you know, these all the, the work people are are hustling to try to make a difference. They're trying to. Get something done. They have opinions. They want to make sure that it's done the right way and and not this other way that people are suggesting. So it's, you have to it's suffocate
0: more... your personality in order yes, to get work done. Basically,
1: <laughs> um, oh, so that's
0: hilarious.
1: I mean, you know, there you can't be inappropriate. You can't swear, although there is swearing at different companies. You can't drink, although there is drinking at different companies, but. <laughs> I I think you do have to, you know, play the game and be a certain persona, especially if you're moving up the ranks or if this is your first job or two. Um, I think with a manager position or leadership, you can be a little more, right? you might have some more wiggle room to be yourself. But I think if you're trying to make it and trying to advance and perhaps you're just out of school or college or whatever, you know. And this is your second, first or second job or third, you know, you kind of reel it in a little bit. But again, if the company is a place where you are encouraged to be yourself and it's a safe environment and we want everyone's opinions, that will let people blossom into being perhaps more of their self.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, so a place that I think is, like, really interesting when it comes to the, the things that we've just covered is public transportation because you're never, like, more physically close and in danger with a group of strangers than when you're on a bus, a plane, a train... And people hate public transportation because of how close and like in their personal space they have to be with people that they don't know. Yet, if something goes awry, let's say the plane goes down, the bus gets hit, whatever, like you are you have this bond with these gr- this group of total strangers that you'll never have with another group of people ever again in your life. And I think it's just so fascinating because people are so quick to be like, oh, one time I had a there was a lady I was taking a bus from the Boston airport back to Portland, uh Portland, Maine, and uh there's this lady snoring like louder than anyone I've ever heard snore on the bus and when it first started I like looked behind me because I was towards the front of the bus and everyone was staring at this lady (laughs) and the woman sitting next to me was like like can you imagine can you imagine being that person Oh. But in that moment I felt really connected with those other people in like our disdain for this woman who was snoring on the bus.
1: Did you film it and upload it to social media and and did it go viral?
0: I did not film it. Yeah. Um no. I don't believe in humiliating people via camera, like if they can be identified. I think filming people doing weird and bad things if they cannot be identified in the video is okay. Mm -hmm. But that you know what? That's another thing that these kid these this generation (laughs) under me does. They just like
1: these kids.
0: They just whip their phone out whenever something is going on and they post it on the internet and they have no thought into like how this video might affect somebody's life. Like just Think for a second. If the person's doing something really bad, then yeah, maybe they do deserve to be exposed for being a piece of shit. But like, if somebody's just doing something embarrassing, leave them alone. Just leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't don't. We should have the freedom to do embarrassing stuff when we don't think people are looking and n- not be afraid of them taking videos of us.
1: I think these these younger, young adults these days just, I think they don't know how to process it, perhaps. they, The the instinct now is to, if they see something rather than experiencing it, is capture it and post it to get (laughs) some commentary on it and to get some likes. So I think that's that's just the, the reaction. It's automatic at this point, I think. They just capture it and they post it. They
0: have a see something, say something policy. Yes, <laughs> when it comes so, to a video they think will get them likes.
1: You see some crazy shit, you say some crazy shit.
0: That's I think that's <laughs>
1: – it's probably a good thing. I should be doing more of that, but <laughs> I'm just staying silent. No. <laughs>
0: Um, speaking of transportation, I don't know if this is a thing and I need you to help me out with it. I was driving down the road and I saw a minivan with red license plates and a bar of lights at the top. It looked like it might be an undercover cop car in a minivan. And I need you to tell me if maybe this is just like some other form of government vehicle, like do other vehicles. Have red license plates? Well,
1: if, first of all, I'm not a police officer. I don't know anything. I
0: <laughs> I would
1: say if you're going to go undercover.
0: You sound like you're justifying.
1: <laughs> Your Honor, if you're going to go under the covers, undercover, uh, I would not do a red license plate. With a neon, Was it a neon light around it or blinking lights around it?
0: So, like, you know how cop cars, like, when the lights aren't on, the lights on top of the car are just white?
1: Uh, I did not.
0: You, when what's not, not on? You haven't examined a cop car cl- as closely as I have, clearly.
1: Uh, the interior or just the exterior?
0: <laughs> just the exterior. Okay. Fun okay. fact. I have, you can step oh down God, from the I,
1: witness stand.
0: I genuinely am afraid to say the statement I was about to say because I feel like I'm just asking for trouble. So I'm, I'm not gonna say it. Um, Are you shy?
1: Do you feel like I, you're not, not in a shy. safe space? I'm just superstitious.
0: Not a safe... <laughs> okay. In the words of Michael Scott, I'm a little stitious.
1: Okay. Well. <laughs> but what if what if people emailed you? Would you asked re- me? would you reveal it over email? um that's a no
0: yeah i don't think so i'm i'm so nervous that this will happen to me in real life that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put that out into the universe okay thank not you not yet
1: <laughs> was it can i just ask you was it was what you no. were gonna put out <laughs> it was it a rocket crashing earth
0: yes um i'm wondering if did police, it involve a rocket the police are gonna start taking rockets Everywhere. anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> now now there's a different now maybe I'm misunderstanding there's a different color pattern or perhaps no color pattern depending so on what
0: the uh, colors only show up when the lights are on okay in a on a cop car like on the bar and they're moving lights.
1: there's you mean the turn the ones that are swirling around or turning
0: I've what what year is this? Nineteen fifty six.
1: is wha- the is the alarm the wha- going? Wee-oo, wee-oo,
0: is it, is that the sound it's making?
1: It is, <laughs> and it's all in black and white too.
0: No, I the, feel like I feel like there's still like, flash. They don't. It doesn't spin. It's well. Just that's a what I. Like, that's that's what I meant. I'm gonna send you a video of what. I'm but doesn't the about. Fl-
1: I please send it to me, and I does the so that I know it's flashing, but is there a mechanism that's turning inside to cause the flashing?
0: So I almost positive. Um, I do have a almost friend positive. that's a cop, and he definitely doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> or won't listen to it. Uh, but I I should ask him if like how they turn it on. I don't know if it's like I want to say it's like a light switch like inside of the car that they just flick on. And then the I got to talk
1: to our i got to talk to the research team. Can you guys look up <laughs> how a, how a police how a light works? How a light and, works. We'll start
0: with that. And I like the the sound that it makes like the whoop whoop. Like, I think that that sound and the lights can be turned on differently. Like, they don't need to be turned on at the same time always.
1: I would hope they they would have that flexibility. Yeah. So you're saying...
0: <laughs> so you're, you're telling me. You're saying...
1: <laughs> I feel like you're trying to sidetrack with this whole whoop whoop sound thing, but I want to get back to the lights. <laughs> when they're turn when they're not moving or flashing when they're not flashing they're white
0: yes but in my they, experience when they <laughs> allegedly a, when, they, <laughs> when they
1: when they flick a switch the lights move and change to colors typically uh, red and blue correct okay and <laughs> correct, you're almost Your Honor. you're almost you're 70% not unlike the percentage of ocean covering the Earth, you're about seventy percent sure that's true.
0: Yes, or I would more. even. I would go as far to say that I'm like seventy four percent sure. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, when the research team looks this up, <laughs> it probably won't be till next week, but they're on it.
0: So I think that um, once we can figure out if slash how to get guests on, I think we should interview my dad um oh, and have him tell us some quick bo- quick buddy stories uh cuz I know he's got he's got a lot of stories he's um he's the guy to talk to about quick buddies so this is going to be quick buddies <laughs> episode 1 and Our... then when we interview him it's going to be quick buddies episode 2
1: <laughs> wow that's <a> where <clears throat> there's already a spin-off of the wouldn't it be hilarious if this this salt of the earth genuine likable guy who loves everyone, makes friends, gets on the podcast, talks to me, and doesn't really like me
0: um it's you'd it have could, to be, happen. It'd it'd be, could happen it could happen you'd have to be a special brand of uh You'd have to be the kind of person that just doesn't engage. And I feel like since you're on this podcast with me, you're obviously not the kind of person who doesn't engage.
1: (laughs) Probably true. Yeah.
0: All right, Frank, I am going to go watch some TV. Uh, What are your plans for this evening?
1: You know, I probably might relax with I might play a video game or I might watch a little TV or maybe perhaps both. Just nice. chill. Wind down.
0: Well, I hope that uh, you had an excellent Mother's Day. Yes. <laughs> I will talk to you next time.
1: All right. See you next time. Bye.
0: Bye bye.